You're listening to the American Girl Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Maggie Lawson, the narrator of 10-Minute Mysteries. This season's story is based on one of our favorite American Girl mystery books, The Light in the Cellar, a Molly mystery by Sarah Bucky. Episode 9, Molly's Plan. Molly jumped and whirled around, her heart pounding wildly. Who was shouting at her? Emily, Linda, and Susan, who were with her at Greystone Manor, also turned to look. There, at the bottom of the long driveway, stood Molly's brother Ricky and his friend David. They were walking toward the girls and laughing. Ha! Scared you! Ricky shouted. Did not! Molly snapped, flushing with annoyance. Did too! Say, what are you dribs doing up here anyway? Looking for ghosts? No! And it's none of your beeswax, so... (gasps) It's gone! Linda burst out. What's gone? Asked Ricky, elbowing his way to the cellar window. The stuff that was here, said Linda. Look! Molly, Emily, and Susan crowded around the window. Peering in, Molly could see just a few sacks and boxes stacked in one corner of the shadowy room. But most of the sacks that had been there before were missing. What's going on? David asked. Susan told him that yesterday they had seen lots and lots of sacks in the cellar room, but now there were only a few left. Maybe you're just looking in the wrong place, said Ricky. The kids went around the house and checked all the other cellar windows, but there were no sacks to be seen. Molly said, the thieves must have taken them somewhere. Molly, when we were in the manor house, we heard one of the men say, we'll be done on Saturday, remember? Yes, you're right, said Molly. And today is Saturday. Ricky scowled at his sister and asked, What are you talking about? What thieves? Molly explained how she and Emily had overheard two men talking in the cellar of Greystone Manor. Ricky said, Those were probably just repairmen fixing something. Repairmen always say when they'll be done. No, you're wrong, said Molly. Mrs. Courier owns Greystone Manor, and she told me she isn't having any repairs done here while she's in the hospital. She said nobody comes here. Nobody's making deliveries or repairs. But Emily and I both saw the truck and heard the men in the cellar. Ricky was silent for a moment. Finally, he said, Well, even if they weren't repairmen, that doesn't mean they were thieves. You don't know for sure that the stuff in the cellar was stolen. But we do know that supplies are missing from the Red Cross and from Oak Knoll, said Molly. And most of the things that were here yesterday are gone now. And today is Saturday, the very day the men said they'd be done. So they might be coming back for the rest of their stuff tonight, Emily pointed out. Molly expected her brother to make fun of their theory. But for once, Ricky looked serious. Let me get this straight, he said. You think that the men you saw in the black truck are thieves and they're coming back here tonight to get the rest of the stuff they're hiding in the cellar? Well, I'm not sure, Molly admitted. But yeah, I think so. Then we'd better get out of here before they show up, said Susan, looking scared. You're right, said Ricky. Let's go. The kids all ran as fast as they could up the long driveway and hopped on their bikes. They flew down Overlook Hill Road at top speed until they reached the park. Ricky and David rode to the oak tree at the corner and then stopped. Molly heard him say, It'll be like plane spotting, only we'll be watching for a truck instead of airplanes. What will be like plane spotting? asked Molly, excited that she was finally doing something important for the war effort. Ricky explained that he and David were coming back to the park after dinner. We'll hide near the baseball diamond, he said. If we see a black truck go up the hill, we'll follow it. We'll watch what the guys in the truck do, David added. If they take any stuff out of the cellar, we'll bike home and call the police. 
Wait a minute. What about us? Said Molly. I mean, if it weren't for Emily and Linda and Susan and me, you wouldn't even know about the black truck or the stuff in the cellar. We're the ones who've done all the detective work, so we should be the ones to watch for the truck tonight. <laughs> Forget it. You're too young, said Ricky. And besides, who ever heard of girl detectives? Ahem. What about Nancy Drew? Said Susan. She's a girl detective, a famous one. We mean real ones, said David. Yeah, said Ricky. When have you ever seen a girl detective in real life? Molly thought hard. Then she said, With so many men away fighting the war, women are doing all kinds of jobs in factories and offices and even the military. And they are good at them. Why shouldn't they do detective work too? Besides, it isn't fair that you get to follow the truck and not us. Right? She asked, turning to her friends for support. But Linda shook her head. My mom doesn't want me riding my bike after dark. Neither does mine, said Susan. Even Emily looked doubtful. I'm not sure I could ride a bicycle fast enough to chase a truck, she admitted. Ricky crowed. See, girls aren't meant to be detectives. We'd better go home for dinner. I want to get back here as soon as I can. It's not fair, Molly thought as she pedaled furiously home. I have got to do something. But what? At home, Jill had fixed macaroni and cheese and carrot sticks for dinner. Ricky wolfed his down and then hurried out the back door. Jill called, Where are you going, Ricky? Out, he shouted from the back porch. Jill jumped up from the table and went after him, and Molly could hear them arguing. A few minutes later, Ricky and Jill came back into the dining room. Ricky looked at Molly and demanded, Tell Jill about the stolen supplies. She doesn't believe me. Molly and Emily described to Jill what they had seen and heard at Greystone Manor. And if a black truck comes tonight, Ricky's planning to call the police, Molly said, looking resentfully at her brother. Jill's eyes narrowed. So you think these people have been stealing supplies that the Red Cross was saving for the soldiers? That's terrible. I hope they do get arrested. Then it's up to us to stop them. Nobody else knows what's been going on at Greystone Manor. So let me go and catch them, said Ricky, trying to get past Jill. But she blocked the door, saying, No, it is too dangerous. You and David can't go chasing criminals by yourselves. You're not the boss, Ricky yelled. I am while mom's gone, Jill shot back. Suddenly, Molly had an idea. Wait, maybe we can work together, all of us. It'll be safer that way, and we'll have a better chance of catching the thief. We're the only ones who can do this before it's too late and they get away, Jill considered what Molly had said. Then she asked, okay, what do we do? And Molly explained her plan. A little while later, Molly and Emily were huddled under a pine tree in the darkness at the top of Overlook Hill. They were just a few feet from the road, but hidden by the tree. The moon had risen, and they could see the driveway leading to Greystone Manor. Molly was keeping a close eye on the road and listening for any sound of an approaching car or truck. A dark shape flitted overhead, and Emily whispered, What was that? Either a bat or a bird. I can't tell for sure. Just ignore it. Emily shivered and huddled closer to Molly, who sat on the ground with her arms wrapped around her knees. The pine needles smelled good, but they were damp and pricked her legs, and she began to wonder how long they would have to sit there before something happened. She murmured, If only it wasn't so dark, we could play tic-tac-toe or something while we wait. What's that? asked Emily. You don't know tic-tac-toe? It's a game where you put down X's and O's, and whoever gets three in a row wins. Oh, you mean knots and crosses. Of course I know how to play that. Knots and crosses? 
You sure have funny words for things over there in England, said Molly. English is our language, you know. You Americans are the ones with the strange words. Emily clutched Molly's arm. <gasps> Hear that? Molly felt her heart pounding inside her chest. She stayed very still as the unmistakable sound of a truck came closer. Then she could see it. There were no headlights shining, but the outline of the black truck was clear against the night sky. The girls watched in frozen silence as it stopped at the top of the hill and then turned into the driveway of Greystone Manor. What's going to happen now that the black truck has arrived to Greystone Manor once again? Listen to next week's episode to finally find out just who the thief is and why they've done it. Thank you so much for listening to 10 Minute Mysteries. And parents, don't forget to write us a review wherever you are listening. It really helps us out. Parents can watch 10 Minute Mysteries with their family on YouTube or your child can watch on YouTube Kids. Visit AmericanGirl.com and follow at AmericanGirlBrand on Instagram for more updates on your favorite dolls, books, and American Girl Podcast Network podcasts.